Welcome to your latest instalment of wherever you may be. I uh, hope you're all well. I am, of course, Rory Jennings, and I'm joined by my good friend, Charlie Skillam. We're part of the 90 Minute Podcast Network, so over the next 20 minutes or so, we'll be talking about all things Chelsea. Nearly said all things Charlie there, which would have also been uh, very insightful. That's good. Well, we'll, do, we'll do that next yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, then we're going to be talking about all things Charlie. Charlie, talk to me about you. <laughs> um, how, uh, how, how are you, Charlie? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm I'm kind of enjoying a bit of a break. It's not a very long break, is it? Because we uh, season starts again yeah. September twelfth. Um... Yeah, our season is actually <laughs> over. It's been it's been a long long yeah. trot, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean it's yeah, I mean God knows when it started. Seemed about three years ago, but um, it's, it's, it's you know, I, I, our season's over. It's been quite good because our season's over. We don't have to have a vested interest. So you know, a lot of the football yeah. that's been going on. Uh, you know, watching Man City, watching Man United. Yeah, yeah. It's quite easy to just put your feet up and watch it, isn't it? Rather than having some sort of like worrying, oh, well, we need this team to lose because then they'll have an extra game <laughs> to play. Or, yeah, absolutely. Enjoy the game. Absolutely. And I've absolutely, <laughs> once uh, once we went out of it, deservedly so, I've really enjoyed uh, the Champions League format uh, with, with one leg. Look, obviously, I hope it doesn't stay because, you know, seeing your team in the Champions League semi final at home and and going to the away games is kind of what it's all about. But just for this year, the one-legged sort of World Cup-style Champions League, I've absolutely loved it. I've watched, I've watched most of it. And it's, um, it's been really enjoyable. As you say, once, once kind of all the emotion is, uh, all the Chelsea-based emotion anyway, is kind of taken out of it. Who's going to win the Champions League? Uh, it's Bayern, I think, as, as, you said, um, as you said last week. You got that spot on, didn't you? I mean, they absolutely murdered Barcelona. I mean, Barcelona is just an absolute basket case at the minute. Do you know what, though? I've half changed my mind, Charlie. I think, you know, some, sometimes, I mean, we've seen it enough, but when you think back yeah. over the years, you go Porto, you go Ajax back in the day, you go Chelsea, you know, and it just feels like they're going to win. Yeah. It's just, and for me, it feels like PSG, you know, after that sort of victory. Mm. Yeah, I mean, look, well, a, a Bayern... Yeah, I mean, a Bayern-PSG final would be a must-watch, wouldn't it? Um I, I can definitely see what you're saying, but I, I just I do think that this Bayern team now have got such momentum, having absolutely dismantled Barcelona. They're so quick, and I, I just just don't think PSG have it in them to keep up with Barcelona for ninety minutes. I mean, obviously that's assuming they both get through, you know. Because we saw, fun, you know, we saw saw a great performance from Leicester and great performance um, from Leon as well, but. But no, I, I expect it to be buying PSG, and I do, I do think, do you think Bayern deserve to win it as the best team? And obviously, I, I, that's what I think will happen as well. Yeah, it'd be, uh, be interesting to see how it all pans out. So last week we left everybody with a cliffhanger of a quiz. Can you remember your question? We did. I can remember my question. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the answer now. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll let you tell everybody. So my question was, who is the youngest player to appear for Chelsea this season? Go on. You know, Rob. Uh, Ian, go. It's not gay, is it? No, no, no. It's uh, it's Ian Matson. Oh right, yeah. I wouldn't. The uh, the left back. He played. He played in the League Cup. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, because originally I thought it was Billy Gilmore. I was also thinking, how old was? No. The, do you remember that Lancy who played at uh, Arsenal away? Yeah. He looked about 10. Yeah, I mean, he, he was... Are you sure? Are you sure it wasn't him? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I am pretty sure. Hang on. Okay, fair enough. Me... Um, fair enough. My question was yeah, yeah. more retro. It was what player ran the length of the pitch when Chelsea? Uh, this is a great in, question. In the Cutler's Cup in nineteen ninety five, and the answer was John Spencer. He ran the length of the pitch, broke from a rapid Vienna corner or Austria Memphis corner. In fact, not rapid Vienna at all. Uh, um, and rounded the keeper and scored. It was a beautiful moment. I can remember watching it as I just got home from school and managed to stay up. It was if if anyone listening hasn't when I was a kid. Yeah, if anyone listening hasn't seen that goal, by the way, make sure the first thing you do after listening to this podcast three times is is uh, put it in on YouTube because it's it's just fantastic. It's what it's a real like Colts Chelsea goal, and you can see uh, if you get the right version of it, the camera pans to. Uh, a load of Chelsea fans on their first European trip in 25 years going absolutely balmy. So it's well worth a watch. Yeah, it was very good. Um, so the season is over, as is natural to do at this point in any season. Trophies are awarded. We aren't, yes. in, the, we aren't in the trophy hunt, so we're going to have to break it down and right. actually find some different awards to award to our team. Um, okay. it's it's not easy at certain points uh, but we'll give it a go let's I've broken it down into some categories so you now need to award a different player each uh, some sort of trophy here ready okay some, 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 yeah, some can't wait right? so can't wait. who who do you award our young player of the year young player of the year well I mean it's an odd one isn't it because so many of our outstanding performers this year have been very young so i'm gonna i'm gonna say it's a bit controversial because it's it's overlooking some players that have played a long played a lot but just because of his age um i'm gonna say billy gilmore Mm. um i agree with you actually yeah yeah i mean look People, it's it's bizarre you know people like pulisic who's still only 21 mason mount still only 21 um Tammy Abraham's 22, you know. There's a difference, isn't there? There's a difference between, oh, because you can be a young... <coughs> Jeez, it's totally snuck up on me. Excuse me, I didn't see that. I don't know Bless where that you. came from. I didn't know I was going to sneeze. That was a really <laughs> weird experience. I just sneezed out of the blue. Um, yeah, I think I think there's a difference, though, between being a young man, a 21-year-old, yes, and being a young footballer. Like Christian Pulisic, despite being a young man, he's not a young footballer. Because no. he's been playing, you know, he's been playing international football and playing for Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League. Yeah, you can right. be, a, you can, you can be a young twenty-one-year-old footballer if it's your yeah. first season in the league or whatever. But Christian Pulisic, it's, it's more about experience. When you say young, you mean inexperienced, don't you? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And but basically, someone, some breaking through that I, I didn't expect to see them so soon. I mean, he he had a he had a bit of a cameo in that Sheffield United game. Where he didn't play very well, but I I very rarely seen a young player take a game by the scruff of the neck like he did against Liverpool and like he did against Everton just before lockdown. He was, I mean, with the the country very briefly went Billy Gilmore crazy uh, because because he was so good in those games and and he is just quite clearly such a special talent and, and one that I'm really, really excited about. He's he sort of defies all footballing logic in terms of like looking at him when he looks, you know, he looks about nine, not eighteen. Um and he comes on, but then he you know, if he's if he's on his game, if he's playing well in those two games in particular, he just you know, it, it seemed like the whole game slowed down when he had the ball. 
and he was just able to completely control the control the movement of the team and it, that is, for for a 19 year old is is just incredible um the, the the one i liken it to and hopefully hopefully it doesn't turn out quite like this but i i always remember um i always remember uh what's his name um josh mckechran it's, um, that world, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, always, I, know, I always I, remember. Oh, what's his name? Oh yeah, what's his face? Um, no, no. Uh, Josh McEachran. Um, he did it against Newcastle. And against New, Newcastle in the League Cup, and it, that was just at the time, with without the benefit of hindsight, that seemed like you were at the you were at like Pele's first game. You know, you were, that, you were there at, at the birth. Twenty ten, wouldn't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it would have been sort of Ancelotti's second season. Um, around then, we lost that night. I remember it quite well. We did, yeah, yeah. It was four three, yeah, yeah, four three. Um, but uh, but, but no, yeah, so, it was so, unplayable that night, wasn't it? He was, he was, and uh, you know, so it's, the way his career gone it has I gone. When you had a Twitter argument with him. I did, I did, yeah, I did. Well, well, I mean, he hates you. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like me. No, well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure he's over it, uh, but. This is a long, long time ago now. When he when he left Chelsea for good, which was five, six, seven years ago, I wrote a piece on the Mail Online, and it, and it was actually quite a kind piece to to McEachern. And this is obviously before this new generation of players, and we've seen the academy be so successful. There was a real down on the Chelsea academy at the time, and the whole piece was like, "Well, look, if this kid can't make it, then then what are we playing at?" And, and yeah, it, it pointed to some things like. You know, reports on McKechnie's attitude, like he took his eye off the ball a little bit, and he didn't didn't perform well in loans at I think Swansea and Middlesbrough. But but overall, it was a very positive piece, saying like this is like one of the most talented kids coming out of England in the last five six years, let alone Chelsea. And Chelsea, the Chelsea academy has failed him. And I think a combination of a slightly sort of spicy headline and him. Possibly not reading or, or misunderstanding the piece, he sort of called me out on it when it was like. So what he just read, just read he read the headline and yeah went straight to the comments to yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah a lot of people do that <laughs> um, no but it was it, overall it was it was more like it was one of the Chelsea I called it one of the Chelsea Academy's greatest failings in in not you know producing him for the first team and. Right. And he sort of took exceptions to that when really, obviously, I was laying the blame at Chelsea. For it rather than what did he do? Just reply, reply, reply to you and called you an idiot or dick. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Check, yeah. But, That's so good. But, you know, I, I sort of replied to him saying, like, look, you're wrong for this. this, this. What did he say? Did he, challenge you? You should, did he challenge you to a fight? Yeah, he melted me. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he? No. Is Brentford still? Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think so. I think so. No, uh, I could look that up. Because he's got a brother as well. Was his, his brother's at Chelsea? What yeah, yeah, George, yeah, George McEachern, Yeah. He um, no, he's no, he's at Birmingham. Uh, Josh McEachern. Oh, and sure. and George, uh, I'm pretty sure he's still at Chelsea. I never thought that this podcast um, was going to take was going to become sort of a homage to Josh McEachern, to the McEachern brothers. Yeah, absolutely, and and to my various Twitter fights. <laughs> okay, we'll move on from there and go on to the manager's player of the year. So, who does Frank Lampard give the player of the year award to? Um, Mason Mount all day long. Um, it's who I would pick as well. Uh, I hope that's not a spoiler alert. But um, 
I mean, look, the, the numbers are plain to see. He, he picked him 50 times in, Ch- in Chelsea's season, and that's way more than anyone else. He obviously got, got to know him very well at Derby last year. Um, and he's a real, if you watch him play, you can imagine he's a real kind of manager's player. He's, uh, it's all about the work off the ball. He's the one that, he's the one that puts Frank's like pressing system into effect. And it's, yeah, and, and, and that's the reason when he didn't play, I thought, um, you know, you could really see a drop off in that. And that's not to say Mount was incredible in every game this season. Cause that's just not the case at all. Um, but overall, and overall, I think he was the man that made Chelsea sort of playing style tick, really. Um, in much the same as Jorginho the season before, for better or worse, he was kind of the key player for that style of football. I thought Mount was kind of the key player, certainly off the ball and, and the things that Lampard was trying to achieve. I think Mount was the key man. There. Uh, what about you, Raw? Um, I, I think I'd give it to Mount as well. I think that I think that what a manager looks for is their mouthpiece on the pitch. And mm. I think every, you know, I think that's what Jordan Henderson is to Jurgen Klopp. I think, you know, that's what yeah. Vincent Company was for, for Guardiola. Um, so I think that in this season at Chelsea, Frank Lampard's presence on the pitch is via the mouthpiece of Mason Mount. And I, yeah, I think, I think that everybody fit. That is who Frank Lampard is looking to to convey the message and to set the tempo and to do everything that they work on in training. So yeah, I think I'd agree with you. And um, in terms of, in terms of a mental forum, like he couldn't he couldn't have a better one, you know, in terms of a goal scoring midfielder who wants to be kind of in the thick of it. Um, yeah, well, and Lampard I mean, he's, sort got, of, he's got to look for that, hasn't he? That's what Mason Mount's got to be yeah. looking at, learning from Absolutely. Frank Lampard where to, when how to avoid in the box late undetected it's, he's, he's learning from the master uh, so this is a big one now the player of the year absolutely I mean much the same I think I, there's some there's some good competition I think um, I think special mentions uh, would go to Christian Pulisic particularly for his work post lockdown um, I think Kovacic has been consistently that's who I give it to pretty I'll good Kovacic really I think right, okay. I think Kovacic is. I understand why. I think I understand why you're going to say Mount, but Kovacic mm. has been Kovacic has been the best player for me in terms of what he's what he's brought to the to the team. Even added a couple of goals to the season, didn't he? Uh, I think that yeah. he has been. I think he's the best footballer at the club, really. Um, and I think he had a very I mean, good he, season. He, at... He's certainly one of them, and he was vastly improved on last year. When I, I don't think he offered nearly enough, really. Um, yes. And no, yeah, look, I, I completely agree with that. I will do. Just, I mean, just for the reasons I said before, I think, I think his, I think from what was expected of him, to what he actually delivered, was was insane, really. And I mean, he's he's Chelsea, one of Chelsea's most vital players, and was playing for Derby in the Championship last year, and. You know, I think when people, this is the sort of thing people always forget when they were sort of making their Chelsea lineup this time last year, going going into the season. Mount wasn't getting in any of them. It's like, oh, it'd be good if he gets a couple of games. You know, he ended up playing fifty times in a, in a team that overall did pretty well. And for me, as a for reasons I said before, he was the most the most important player in doing that. I think other people other people played very very well. It probably better than 
what Mount did in, in fits and spells. Obviously, Abraham was fantastic in the first half of the season, which kind of easily gets forgotten when you take sort of recently bias into account. But I think overall, in terms of his contribution and what was expected of him, I think. Yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from there. So now it gets very tricky. Worst player of the season. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. There's certainly a few candidates for this as well. Um, I, th- I think most disappointing for me, rather than worst, would be Rudiger. Um, for for someone that whose role in the squad is to be a defensive leader whose role in the squad is to be one of the senior players, to consistently be one of the worst players in the team every week, is just not acceptable. Um, You've I've, changed I've, my question I've, there. So that's why, I, so you, you, most disappointing player, I think you're right, is Rudiger, but the worst player of the season yeah. is, is Ariza Balaga, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, just got to. it has, yeah, it has, it has. I, 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 sort of, I sort of repressed him from my memory for that question, to be fair. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, he's as as we said before. It's now got to the point where Chelsea just have to have an Um Statistically, the worst goalkeeper in the league by a long way, um, and just does nothing to even even looking at Cavallero when he came in, uh, especially post lockdown. Um, you know, he is a he is a keeper at the end of his career. He's obviously done very good things in his career and been part of good teams. But you know, he's bought as a as a reserve. And the team just looks so much more confident with even Cavalera, who who is not, you know, clearly the answer to the Maiden's prayer in terms of a goalkeeper for the top end of the Premier League. Um Kepper, the, this 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 experiment or this this transfer or whatever you want to call it is, you know, has to come to an end. Yeah, I think I think I am in agreement. I can't see I can't see him being at the club next season. Can you? No, I, no, I can't. And I think he'll. I mean, a lot. I don't think anyone will buy him. So I think it'd be a loan situation. And I think I just think it was a bit of a desperate move to pay that much money for him. He hadn't, you know. It, it's not like people said he did well in Spain, and he did, and he did, and that's and that's why Chelsea bought him. But he's now played like well over twice the games for Chelsea than he ever did. In the Liga, you know, he hadn't got this massive um, sample size to fall yeah, back. He, on. he didn't have this massive yeah. track record, did he? It was a good season. Absolutely, exactly, absolutely not. Um, so, especially for, especially when even just looking at him and the way he plays, there, there's obviously going to be question marks about him in the Premier League. Like, you know, not to say a fantastic keeper can't make that work, but your your ears are already pricked up when you when you hear about his height and you hear about his sort of the way he plays and his lack of command in the box. Um, you know that's that, that's got to be cause for concern from day one, and then to have such an appalling record of saving shots when li- I mean literally you know this, it's not exaggeration if you look at the stats for for saving shots in the Premier League out of keepers who play regularly, he is last out of twenty by by a long long distance. And it's just, it's just not good enough. Right, we're going to rattle through these now, Charlie. Most improved. Okay. Ooh. Uh, hmm. Rattle through them, Charlie. Rattle through them. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's hard, isn't it? Because, you know, we, we didn't play well the last few games and it's, 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 
I mean, Kovacic, is, Kovacic from last yeah. season to this season has been a drastic improvement, I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's absolutely fair enough. He kind of got lumped in when everyone had the hump about Saribol, but um, he's shown that he can be a lot more direct in his movement. And while I still think he could contribute more in terms of goals and assists and contribute more in terms of deciding games as a player of his clear talent should be able to do, um, he is one of the team's sort of main fulcrums, and, and that wasn't the case last year. So I think that's fair. Game of the season. Uh, Tottenham away just before Christmas. Yeah, brilliant. Just yeah, uh, just before Christmas. William, I'm Yeah, yeah. Whatever happened to him? Um, yeah, it was a fan. It's just a fantastic day out. Uh, we were really unfancied going to that game. We had a couple of really bad results against properly poor sides. Yeah, everyone and, was saying Mourinho. Mourinho's going to have it over Lampard. Well, exactly. Mourinho had just got that job as well, and everyone had the hunt with that. Um, and to go there, our first game at that stadium as well, and we were so good that day, sort of frustratingly good given how the rest of the season went to be bad. But um, yeah. so good that day, the atmosphere was just incredible. And uh, <laughs> bring on the final whistle, they played uh, Here It Is, Merry Christmas uh, by Slay, Merry Christmas. Yeah, which was a really funny moment. Yeah, um, superb. But yeah, no, yeah amazing, for, amazing. You know game. what? For me, I can't see beyond the Arsenal game. We were just so bad. We didn't look like we were going to win. We were one 0 down. We were one 0 down about eight minutes to go. One to yeah. one. Uh, that yeah, that was the week after that as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. We beat we beat Arsenal and Tottenham in a week. Yeah, that was just after Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah, it's um, good, good right. festive period actually. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, goal of the season. Ooh, Tomori at Wolves. Just for how out of the blue it was. It was, it, you know, it was only a third game in the team, and no, obviously, no, you know, no one knew he could. He had that in his locker. I mean, he hasn't shown it again, to be fair. <laughs> but uh, just, just, you know, that was a bit of a cagey game up till then. We were playing pretty well. I hadn't got the breakthrough, and it ended up five two, I think. But um, that was it's just an absolute rocket. Yeah, yeah, just like yeah, out of nowhere. So uh, I think that. One. What about you? It's tr- it's tricky, isn't it? There isn't a sort of a there isn't a standout goal for me. There isn't a I and mean, there's standout moments. You know the Arsenal yeah. game, the Tottenham game, uh, beating yeah. Manchester United in the FA Cup semi, all that. But in terms yeah. of like an obvious clear clear goal, I'm not sure I've got one. I'm going to actually leave that. Anyone listening, tweet me your suggestions because I actually mm. I'm going to leave that one blank for a season. Moment of the season. Ooh. I think, you know what I'm going to go for? I'm going to go for Norwich away at the start of the season. Um, we'd had a couple of dodgy results, but that, that was the first. The first away game was Man United, obviously, on the opening day, and we got we got tonked quite unfairly. Not unfairly, because we deserved to lose the game, but 4-0 flattered them. But Norwich, who were playing quite well at the time, uh, we were just brilliant, and it was the first time... For a few weeks, and we'd seen these young kids play, and Lampard was on the touchline. It was baking hot, and I think the end of the game, Lampard coming over to the crowd, which he obviously did, you know, uh, quite a few times, um, and celebrating in front of the away fans was yeah. just a fantastic moment, and kind of sums up how how good how good it's been to see the club improve off the pitch yeah. and the whole feeling around the club. For sure. And worst moment of the season I'm going to lead with. And oh, I mean, it's the FA Cup, isn't it? 
it's got to be, but losing a cup final to Arsenal, there's, there's just, it's still annoying me now, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a horrible note uh, to finish up on. Uh, Charlie, mm. we'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep the trend going and ask our uh, listeners a question. Okay. I'll leave you to yours to go first. <laughs> Cheers. Um, okay. Uh, in okay on this day in two thousand eight, Chelsea beat Portsmouth four nil with one of the best performances I've ever seen at Stamford Bridge, and it convinced me that we were going to win every single game that year, which we didn't. Um, name the four. Name name the goal scorers. Very good question. I'll keep in a similar vein then. That same season, we beat Stoke 2-1 at home with a last-minute winner that uh, was a huge moment in the season. Somebody scored a last-minute winner at home to Stoke City. Name that goal scorer. Charlie, this has been emotional. Yeah, yeah, it has been. It has been. Trip down memory lane. I know he's back. Good. Um... No, it was really, really good. And I look forward to uh, doing it again next week. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. If you could See you next week, review, bro. It would be really hugely appreciated. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already. And I do hope that you've enjoyed what you've heard. We'll be back next week to discuss more transfer rumours and discuss, well, we'll know the European champions by now. So I look forward to speaking to you all about it then.